0: The drive, score! The Bruins knock out Montreal! Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. It is that time of year, the time when I have to atone for one of the worst takes of the year by me. I said the Colts. Yes those Indianapolis Colts would win the AFC South. Now we're going to Thomas and I are going to proceed to make fun of them for 30 minutes. So, um first off, I mean, Frank Reich, I don't even know what to say. I mean, Frank Reich, Chris Ballard and Jim Ursay might be like the three dumbest football minds ever put together. I mean, I don't know what these guys are on, but they went from like well, it was Kobe Brissett, then they had, I think it was Carson Wentz, and then, no, then it was Phillip Rivers, then Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and now they've said, you know what, just throw Nick Foles out there. Like, let's see what he like, – what is going on at Indy Thomas? What is happening?
1: You know, I, I like to think that this is karma for running Andrew Luck into the ground. They just cannot find a quarterback. They have nothing on offense outside of Jonathan Taylor. He's injured. <laughs> Offensive lines regressed. The defense, I mean, they're fine, but, I mean, what are you going to do with the offense as bad as it is? And um, You know, one of the things I thought that was funny for just trashing on the Colts here when uh, Ursay was like, oh, we're in the upper quartile of upper quartiles and wins. It's like, oh, maybe that's because you had Peyton Manning. You know? It's, it's amazing to me that he's trying to take credit for any of that when you had –
0: you know, probably a top five quarterback ever. To play I Super mean, it, it, isn't Peyton Manning a four-time MVP? Like, I mean, seriously, like we're talking, it's not So, and they only won, by the way, they only won one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, right? You paid him Manning for all those years, and you won one Super Bowl with him. Like, I mean, what, what, <laughs> like, like we're talking about the now with Jim Irsay? I mean, the guy is a complete buffoon. I mean, he might be one of the dumbest people in the NFL. I mean, I think the Frank Reich hire in retrospect, I I thought I liked it. I don't know how. Much, I really don't blame too much on Frank Reich. I do. I definitely blame some of it. I don't think he was a good head coach, but the Colts were not as bad as I think. Just because of him, I think Jim Marse is a ridiculous human being. For he, he said Chris Ballard, the GM, will be back next year. How how is Chris? How does he sell the job, Thomas? How does this man who has picked three? horrendously, you know, bad quarterbacks in a row, right, to, to quarterback this team still have a job? How does he have a job?
1: He's got to have third on Earth or something, man. I don't know.
0: I mean, uh, he's ridiculous. He The contracts that he signs, he's, got to, he's a ridiculous man, right? I mean, who do the Colts turn to a quarterback next year? Seriously, it's a real question. Because Matt Ryan is not coming back to this team. No shot. Are they going to run with Nick Foles for a full season? Is it going to be Sam Allen? Who, who, in your opinion, would quarterback the Colts next year? Who would want to, honestly?
1: Right. Heck if I know. I mean, I think if you're the Colts, I don't know what their draft position is exactly going to be next year. It's going to be pretty high. I say take the best quarterback available. Maybe let him sit for a year, tank again. I don't know. Throw Nick Foles out there. But you're right, it's 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 dire straits. I don't know, maybe they take a flyer on Baker Mayfield. But, I mean, I feel like they've been trying that for the last six seasons and it just hasn't worked out for them. I think at some point you just got to say, all right, we got to reset. We got to get a guy in here.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: has some potential instead of just trying to find these veteran stopgaps.
0: And, you know, when Jim Ursay put that stuff out – and we'll get to Jeff's – folks, we will get to Jeff's – please don't worry, all right, we will get to the the – I, I was going to make a disgusting joke. We'll, we'll get to the misfire of 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 Jeff's Saturday moment. But I, I tweeted out and I said this. I said, the Colts have been trying for years to put a Band-Aid over the quarterback position, right? It's time to admit that it, 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 this isn't a problem you can just put a Band-Aid over, right? This is a bigger problem. It's not just something where you can just say, like, oh, Baker Mayfield. Oh, like, who— whoever, like Andy Dillon, whoever else is out there, like you can't just patchwork this problem, right? This is a a more uh, a deep problem. You just have to reset. You have to say, listen, like, we clearly don't have the guy. So, let like, let's actually just try to get the guy instead of just trying to say, well, we'll get the, you know, old Matt Ryan. Let's get old Philip Rivers. Let's get broken Carson Wentz. Like, stop trying to... Just say throw 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 a bandit on the problem. Just fix the problem. Like that would make much more sense to me, at least, right? I mean, what what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think that you know everyone's falling in love with these big splashy veteran quarterback moves. You know, we saw it work in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. We saw it work in L. A with Matthew Stafford bringing Super Bowls to those teams in their first years. Well, but I mean, I arguably has even, do.
0: yeah, I mean, has even worked long-term I think is the second question, but continue. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you got to gotta look at that with the context of the team you have. I mean, the Buccaneers, first of all, they're bringing in the best quarterback ever. All right. So that, that's a unique situation. They, they had a talented roster in mm-hmm. a great defense. They had receivers so it only made sense that if you throw in a great quarterback, they're going to do well. And the Rams, I mean, you know. <laughs> Same thing. Really tough, but last year they had talent. They had Cooper Cup. They had guys. And I think the Colts drastically overrated how good their team actually was. I mean, can you name a single receiver on this team besides what, Michael Pittman? Actually,
0: I, I can name know. a few. It was Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce. I know they have uh, Jelani Woods. They have Moelle Cox. But that's just because, you know, I again, at the beginning of the season, I picked this Colts team to win the division, right? I thought they had talent. I was in the same boat as probably Chris Ballard. I was, I was like, I mean, yeah. And they had a great old line last year. Jay Taylor had a great year. I'm like, you know, wide well, receiving core isn't great, but I mean, Matt Ryan is better than Carson Wentz, I thought, right? So, of course, the team should get better. They should win. And I was like, the Titans aren't a very good team. And then the Colts proceeded to just implode, right? Uh, John Taylor, I knew he wouldn't be as good this season as he was last season, but wow, what a regression. The offensive line went from top five to potentially bottom five in, like, that. It's crazy. I've, I've never seen anything like this, Thomas. I've never seen Quinn and like Quinn Nelson used to be a great guard last night. I don't know. I was watching. Look, Looked pretty average to me, quite honestly. I mean, I thought this call scene was good. The defense is just... It's average. It's not great. I mean, what, Thomas? Your what were your thoughts on the Colts preseason? What, what were your thoughts before the season started?
1: I, you know, I think I was with you. I thought if they weren't going to win the division, they were at least going to really challenge the Titans for it and make a run at a wild card spot. I mean, yeah. Honestly, I think like you mentioned, I think the offensive line regression was kind of the thing that no one saw coming. I mean, they have, I think, the highest paid offensive line. Yep. In the league if you look at total money allocated towards them and it's it's stunning to me that they've regressed in the way that they have. I don't I don't know if that was an internal thing or if there've been some injuries we don't know about, but I think that was the biggest thing because as you know, Matt Ryan isn't exactly a mobile quarterback. No, I loss. mean he's you
0: have to protect it. Right. He's a guy who, who listen, he's gonna he's gonna get the ball wherever you wherever he wants as long as you give him enough time to do so. That's always been you know, the benefit of Matt Ryan. Like, you give him some time, you give him some protection. Like, he's a very accurate passer. And I think it's... I think I feel really bad for him. All right, that's the guy I feel bad most for on this team. Because I think people blame a lot of the Colts' failures on Matt Ryan when I think a lot of it is is on literally everyone else, all right? Like, Matt Ryan w- w- wanted to go to a situation that would benefit him. And this was not one that ended up doing that. I just think that this is just a bad, not a mistake by him, it was just very unlucky by a guy who has had nothing but bad luck in his entire career in the NFL. Um, Now let me ask you this, right? The Colts have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Their new interim head coach is one of the best centers of all time. Jeff Saturday as a center, fantastic, right? How can he not fix this problem? I mean, you think if there was one thing he would be able to do, it would be this, right?
1: Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, Michael, I think the reason why it's it's not happening is because he can't just focus on the offensive line. You know, if they brought him in as an old line coach, that would make sense. But they brought him in to be the head honcho, and he's got to do so much other stuff. I mean especially with all the dysfunctions going on with his team. Who knows if he even has time to talk to the offensive line and give them the help that they need. I mean, I think it's a classic case of of someone just being overwhelmed with a position that they were clearly not ready for.
0: Yeah, and that brings me to my next question. You might have already answered it, but do you think Jeff Saturday should be the head coach of the Colts next year? I know it sounds silly, but do, do you honestly think he should be? Um.
1: I mean, I guess if you're really trying to tank, maybe, but no, I, I don't think so. I think it was a joke hire from the beginning. They used some technicality of him being a consultant to get around, you know, the Rooney Rule and all the, the hiring procedures that you have to go through. And I don't know if this was a publicity stunt or just spotlight. to get fans
0: but in the seats. I don't know. Something stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's but ridiculous. I can't think of a good reason for that? It's ridiculous. Ra- ridiculous all right (laughs) this is the one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life like Jeff Saturday I think after his first win versus of course it was Josh McDaniels of course it was um I think a lot of people were like wow you know Pat McAfee obviously extremely biased um but was very very happy and I think over the past few weeks I think I think he's probably just given up on this Colts team which I, I don't blame him by the way I mean I I I gave up as soon, pretty much halfway through the season, I was like, wow, this Colts team is just garbage. It is just a steaming pile of garbage. Um, yeah, it is one of the worst hires I've ever seen in my life. Um, I think the criticisms of the hire, while maybe a little bit harsh, were completely correct. When you have guys saying, like, this dude is not anywhere near, like, a, like, like, what are they? He's never coached at a professional level, not even a collegiate level, and we're giving him control of an NFL team. It's ridiculous. Um, And Jim Irsay deserves all the crap, by the way. He deserves everything. One of the worst owners, one of the most annoying owners in the NFL um, to deal with. Um, And as Patriots fans, there's no love lost for all the, all the deflate gate scandals and saga. I mean, this is like, Absolutely deserved, in my opinion. What what Jim Mercy is getting here? It's just like the Colts are just a dumpster fire, and there's no mincing words. And I don't feel bad. It's their own fault. It's Chris Ballard. It's it's this team drafting like drunken sailors. I mean, seriously, what are they doing? Like, I call him coward, and you know, sometimes I very much agree with him, Thomas, and somewhat sometimes I don't. Right. But what he said earlier this year, and it stuck with me, he said, listen, the Colts have some very good players at some very unimportant positions, right? And they paid for those guys and they paid big money, right? So DeForest Buckner's a great player, but he doesn't play a very impactful position, right? I mean, he just doesn't. He's interior defensive line, right? Okay. Like, but he's not a guy who's getting after the pass rusher, right? And so I think when he made that comment, I was like, wow. Absolutely right, like you paid a, a, a one of the best guards, don't get me wrong, Quinn Nelson's a very good guard, but he's a guard, right, I mean at the end of the day, he's not as impactful as if you had an actual like, I don't know, talented left guard, you know what I'm saying, like what what do you think of that statement by, by Cowherd?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's something to think about, I mean I think anytime you can get a player that elite, It's it's not bad, but you're right. I think you you notice that they they have a lot of money in these non-premium positions, and there's a reason why certain positions have (laughs) a premium placed on them. You know, it's because they're more they're just simply more impactful. Right. I think that comes down to roster construction and philosophy. You know, from the GM position.
0: Now, let me ask you: Do you think that the Colts' season were unlucky, or do you think it was? What do you? What do you? I mean, I know it's. I'm asking a big thing here. I'm asking you to pinpoint all of the Colts' many problems on one thing. But if you had to pick one thing, right, to kind of say, okay, the Colts have a lot of problems, and you know what? Not all of them are because of this, but the majority are because of this. What would you say that this is, right? What What is that What is that answer for you?
1: Um, I think it comes down to offensive line play. I really do. I mean, I think when they brought in Matt Ryan, they – kind of sold them on the promise, like, hey, you're not going to have to do everything here. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run play action. We're going to protect you. Just, you know, get the ball to our guys, and we'll make it happen, and and clearly that hasn't been the case. So I think that regression is big. I also think Ursay, as you said, deserves a lot of the blame, too. I mean, for whatever reason, he decided Sam Ellinger was ready to start. Clearly yeah. he wasn't. He's been meddling with this team for the last few years. You know, I'm sure he's been you, see, you know, as, as much as Carson Wentz kind of fell apart last year, I think he kind of just threw all the blame onto him and didn't, you know, look at any other parts of the team that may have underachieved last season.
0: Right. And like, in doing so, I think he may have doomed them this year. Yeah, and, and the Colts, again, were a much better team last year. I mean, you know, last year, again, and it was true. I mean, listen, they were in position to win a lot of games. Carson Wentz, you know, did his thing and played a little bit of hero ball and then blew those games. Um, but this year it's like, they're not even in a position to blow games. I mean, except for against the Vikings when they just collapsed in on themselves like a dying star. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think, you know, wh- wh- I think a big mistake by Jim, Jim or was, I mean, listen, you got a guy like Matt Ryan, a very talented, very smart quarterback. I mean, MVP winner, right? Like, hall of fame you know borderline hall of famer for sure and you bench him for sam ellinger that's just a bad move bad publicity bad everything and you do it not only do you do it but you do it against the patriots of all teams right yeah. team that you're like i mean literally you watch that first half against the colts that was just <laughs> i mean that game was a joke thomas i mean it was it was like what even are the colts doing um it's just it's too much meddling by owners, and we've we've talked about this. Owners meddling is never a good thing. Like Jerry Jones does it, and you look at how much success the Cowboys have had in the past twenty years. Not right. Like I just think that Jim Irsay's got a lot of problems. Now talk to me about about this cult team. Are there any parts of this of this cult team that you like? Are there any parts of this cult team that you say, well, listen, that part is good?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. I I still like Jonathan Taylor. I know he's been injured this year. I think he's still a phenomenal back um, who, you know, given good offensive line play, I think he can really make things happen. Um, I I think, you know, Michael Pittman, he's had a tough year, but I think he's talented. I think, you know, with a more consistent quarterback, more consistent offensive scheme, I think he can make plays. Um, DeForest Buckner is good. I I mean, I think they have a lot of great, a few great individual players, but I, I just think, the team as a whole is constructed. They they just have so many holes that those guys, you know, as much as they try to do, they can't really make as much of a difference as maybe they could on a better, more well-constructed
0: team. No, I absolutely agree with you. Um, You know, looking back on their draft, I listen, I like some of their picks. I think that like Alec Pierce, I like Alec Pierce. I think he's, I think you saw it. I like Jelani Woods. I like Bernhard Raymond. Like I like Nick Cross, the safety from Maryland. I like, like, I like Alec or Andrew Ogletree. I think some of the, like they were good picks they had this past year. And like I again, my criticisms with Chris Ballard are not based off of his drafting because I think mo- for the most part his drafting has been pretty good as an elite obviously, but he has been pretty good as a drafter. My problem with him is the contracts that he gives out, the trades that he makes. And I just think, you know, when we talked about Tua, right, Thomas, we talked about finding the guy at the quarterback position and how much support you have to put around a quarterback to make, you know, make the team go from a, just a, a team to a playoff team to a Super Bowl team, right? And it seems like the Colts took one giant step backwards this season. Because I thought, again, I thought with Matt Ryan, hey, look, this team, you know, I mean, if things, if a couple things are right, this team you could see him in the Super Bowl. I really believe that, by the way, too. I was like, You got Matt Ryan, an experienced quarterback. If you give him a good run game, solid O-line. I think Alec, I liked Alec Pierce. I think Pittman is a solid wide receiver. And with that defense, you can make a lot of stuff happen. I really believe that. Um, And then, again, the season's starting, and it's like, wow, this is hard. So, now, it looks like Jim Irsay is going to keep Chris Ballard and Jeff Saturday, right? Which means the Colts will not be a good team next year. But if you were the GM of the Colts, Right. What move? What would be the first move that you would make um, as GM? Um,
1: I think the first move that I would make, depending on where the draft position falls out, if we're in a position to get either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, I pick them. Mm-hmm. If not, I think I take the best defensive player available. Maybe that's Will Anderson out of Alabama. And I load up for a tank. I think that, you know, the. Like we've talked about the years of these stopback quarterbacks, it's got to end. You can't keep doing this. It's just you're running the same, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. You need a reset. You need to get a young guy in there who could rejuvenate the franchise. And if you can't get that in this draft, you look towards the draft uh, two years from now.
0: Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think I think that's the right move. I think for me next year, if I'm the Colts, I say, okay, who are our good assets? Like, I'm not talking Jonathan Taylor because running backs these days are really not worth anything. I mean, just just not like unless you're like CMC, like running backs just don't fetch that much. They just don't. Um, but I, I mean, if it's me, I'm selling parts of the team, like guys who are worth something now, guys who have had good seasons. I'm just saying, okay, like I'm I'm gonna trade you for assets because I think that's what this Colts team needs. They don't have. I don't know if they have a first round pick this year. I'm not sure. Because of the Matt Ryan trade, I, I don't remember. Um, but you need assets. I say, listen, I don't know, is Matt Ryan under contract for next season? I thought I thought he was. Is it a one year deal? Yeah,
1: I believe he is. I think if I think it's about they're owing him twelve million, something like that. Okay, so then you're fine. Um not crazy, but you you can get rid of him. You can definitely yeah.
0: get rid of him. I mean, I think you have two options. I think you could either say, Okay, we are going to get rid of Matt Ryan for whatever he's worth, which is probably not much. Um or you can say, listen, Matt Ryan, here are the keys to the convertible. You are gonna start every game next season. And just say <laughs> just say fuck it. All right, fuck it. Like this team is gonna be bad. Let's just acquire capital. Let's get it, like, let's get a guy to sit behind Matt Ryan who we know is good, right? And let's just roll. Like let let, let us pull a Texans and just tank the fucking shit out of this team, right? I mean, doesn't that make the most sense? Like, do, do, are the Colts are really in a, a, in a position to compete, like, with any team right now? Even in the yeah, AFC South, yeah. they're not. Like, the Jags, I'd take the Jags over them next season. And the Colts have been maybe the most injured team this season. With Like, talk about I feel bad for Matt Ryan. I feel even worse for Ryan Tannehill. The guy's been through injuries, been hit all the time has less people to throw to than Matt Ryan. And, and it's just, it's been horrible. Um, Like, and we know the Colts or the Titans next season, I think will be better. I don't, I don't think, I think they're going to draft a wide receiver with their first round pick. Like they're going to make moves. Um, So to me, right. I just, I think the Colts are not in a position to make the playoffs at all next season. So I'm like, I'm like, just blow it up. Like do what the Texans do. Take. You know, take your loss, you know, you know and I by the way, I don't even think like you got keep Jeff Saturday, don't keep Jeff Saturday, it doesn't matter if you're gonna tank. I would just say, listen, we are going to tank. And then I would be on the lookout for a new head coach, and I'd be on the lookout for a new GM. And that's what I would do. That's me. Now, Thomas, right? What 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 are your thoughts on the decision to let Jeff Saturday go, or uh, excuse me, Jim Ursay, or whatever his name is. Frank Reich, what are your thoughts on letting him go and bringing Jeff Saturday? I know we've talked about this a little bit, but expand upon that a little bit for me.
1: You know, I wasn't so against Frank Reich being fired. I thought he was an all right coach, but I think it was pretty clear that it was time for a regime change, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly... I think the team was just was just ready for a change. Now replacing him with Jeff Saturday. No. I I don't see. If I was a player, I would I would look at that as what are we doing? I, I would feel that it was almost a joke. Mm-hmm. If you will. I mean, it's just like you know, you respect him all you want as a player, but what has this guy done as a coach? You right. Know, you just haven't seen anything like that from him. And I just I don't understand. It it seems like you, you, you didn't think there'd be a way for the season to get worse or for them to make a dumber move, but they somehow found a way to do it.
0: Right, and and I think the question now comes, you know, we we talked about the decisions to make. I mean, the Colts this season have had three different starting quarterbacks, um, and I, I literally have no clue who they're going to start in their next game because Nick Foles looked horrible, as we thought he would. I mean, like, again, Nick Foles, I like the guy, but he's had maybe two good stretches of good games in his career um and i think he's well past his expiration date at this point right um and Sam Ellinger who's just he, he he's like a raw chicken like he needs some more time in the oven you know what i'm saying like he's just he's not nfl starter ready at all like and then you have Matt Ryan who you've benched twice this season right so he's obviously not and by the way not only did you bench him last night but Thomas he wasn't even dressed for the game he wasn't even suited up, so he wasn't even eligible to play. Um, how do you go about picking a starting quarterback for for the rest of the season? Um, I, I mean,
1: if you are looking at draft positioning and you want the best draft pick available, I guess you roll out Foles or Ellinger. I'd say probably Ellinger, maybe say, oh, we'll see what we have. I don't think Matt Ryan can be – rolled out as the starting quarterback over the next two games he's been benched twice yeah you know it hasn't all been on him but he hasn't been good there's no reason in my opinion to throw him out there again
0: okay so i think the colts they're four ten and one four nine or something they're, they're, whatever they're they, they're they bad um you know i think they're probably gonna have a top six top seven draft pick um and, and again you're looking at quarterback now you say, you know, if they do draft a quarterback, whether it's Stroud or someone else, I mean, are they starting this guy right away, or would you would you favor it like, hey, let's let's sit this guy for a year or two?
1: Um, I would lean more towards the sitting idea, just because I feel like we've seen it have success in the past, and with the deficiencies on the Colts roster. But I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made to. To let him start. I mean, if he comes out in training camp and is firing on all cylinders, and you know is showing that he really is the guy, I don't see any problem with getting an experience. I mean, it might be rough, but we've seen quarterbacks have rough years to start. I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence this year; looked like a shell of what he could have mm-hmm. been last year, and now all of a sudden he has the Jaguars on the verge of the playoffs. So, you know, experience is never a bad thing. I think you just have to be patient with him. You have to give him at least three seasons, you know, before you start making any
0: decisions. Right. Um and, and so, you know, again, the Colts pretty much since Andrew Luck left have been on a roller coaster ride um of quarterbacks. They've had Brissett, Hoyer, right? I mean they've had so many different guys. Going back to when Andrew Colt or Andrew Luck, excuse me, was a Colt, right? How do you think Jim Ursay's treatment of him impacted his decision to retire?
1: Um, I think a lot of it, I think that was a very big factor. Um, I think, you know, I think Andrew Luck was tired. I I think he just felt so battered down by, you know, what had gone on previously that he just didn't feel like it was, you know, was worried that the same stuff was going to keep happening. The same cycle would repeat itself. And, you know, I don't think Ursa gave him enough of a reason to continue.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, honestly, I, I like the Andrew Luck's doing thing now. I'm, I'm happy for him. um I, You know, listen, I, I love when Andrew Luck played and I love, you know, he's living his best life now. I think that's, I think that's awesome. uh Thomas, final thoughts on the Colts. Obviously this season is a complete waste as has last season and really kind of the season before. I know they won games, but they were never a serious contender. um fi- Final thoughts on the Colts. You know, what, what's your overall take what's the season you know in in a couple words and then then give us your kind of your overall takes on the Colts
1: uh they need a reset I think it's as simple as that I think you know they've been trying to to ride those Andrew Luck you know the 2018 run that they had with him and they've tried been trying to ride that core and get something out of it and I think it's just not going to happen with this group of players this group of executives and this coaching staff. So I think they just need to wipe the slate clean and try again.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. Um, I think, I think they need a clean house. I think that you need sometimes like, you know, when we talk about an, an organization, sometimes you just need to like, even guys you like, sometimes you just need to get rid of them. You just need a fresh start. Um, I think it's tough though. Cause I think with the owner that you have, I think, you know, he's, he's an owner who likes to have a say, like he's not, An owner who's just, you know, who's, uh, you know, definitely a little bit in the backseat, who's letting people who know how to do their jobs do their jobs. Right. Um, I think that's tough because I don't think Jim Ursay wants to stop. And I think the best thing for his team is for him to kind of say, hey, listen, I'm not what's best for this team right now. I got to, I got to stop what I'm doing. And he's not doing that. And I think that is a problem. Um, But I, I agree. I think a complete reset is in order. We'll see if they do that. But best of, the luck, best of luck to the Colts, um, you know, and, and we'll see what happens. Thank you to Thomas for joining us once again. He'll be back soon with more content. Um, and thank you all for listening to another great episode. Have a nice day. The game
1: on the line, one shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry?
0: Of everyone on Golden State, open shot fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want Iguadala.